Excuse me. Do I need a card if I'm just looking around? No. All right. As a skeptic, it had been hard to take anything the medium had said seriously. However, without any other leads, Jack had become more inclined to listen. She had said something cryptic, of course, about looking to the past. Unaware of any significant events in Hannah's life, he decided to start with the town history. Before him lay three stacks of preserved local newspapers, one from the last decade, one from before, and one that dated back to the early 70s. They were under the category, Urine Review. This page highlighted 1991's biggest sports games at the local high school. They'd won a state championship with John Mallory as the quarterback. A photo directly in the middle of the paper showed Mallory and the coach holding the trophy. Behind them, the remaining players stood in a single-file line. As a musician, Jack had never been popular with the jocks at the school, and this display of Mallory in the paper only ignited annoyance and anger inside him. Jack stared at a bolded headline on the front of the 1986 newspaper. It read, Hunt for Lexi Howard turns up no evidence. The body of the news story read, the disappearance of Lexi Howard continues to baffle local police as searches continue, but no new evidence is uncovered. Eight-year-old Lexi was last seen on September 18th of this year as she left the family home to play with a group of close friends. Children from the friend group along with their parents have since been questioned, but local police have yet to name any suspects in their investigation. Citizens of Morrisville have their own theories as to what happened to Lexi, many of them involving kidnapping and possibly murder. Law enforcement claims they are working closely with the FBI, but they have yet to release any information pertinent to the case. Lexi's parents have said they simply want their daughter home, and if anyone has any information, to please contact them. Citizens can also leave a tip anonymously with the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Jack read on. The next page discussed further details of the case. Lexi had disappeared on the 18th of September in 1996. She left her parents' house to meet a group of friends around 11 a.m. The group of five regularly spent time in a neighbor's backyard. She'd been reported missing at 9 p.m. that night after she hadn't come home for dinner and none of the other children or parents had seen her throughout the day. The children were interviewed by local police, but they all told a relatively similar story. Lexi had visited their regular play spot the day before, which was described as a man-made clearing in the woods behind the Pearsons' family home. The children in question were Lindsay Franklin, Denna Gardner, Brent Walker, and Hannah Pearson. The children had played until mid-afternoon, then left to go to their individual homes. They had discussed meeting in their regular spot the next day as soon as they were allowed to go outside, which was around 11 a.m. There was no evidence found on the regular path between Lexi's house or the spot in the woods, nor any surrounding areas. 
After several months of public interviews, missing child posters, and searches, the Howards lost hope. It was as if Lexi had vanished into thin air. Near the bottom of the page, in a small side column, another headline read, Man Missing Returns, Claims to Have Cited Missing Girl. There is a page number in the bottom right corner. The body of this much smaller column read, In the wake of a disappearance that shook the small town of Mooresville, a man reported missing in a neighboring town turned up last week with a shocking claim. Robert Morris was driving home from a remote work assignment when he allegedly saw a young girl entering the woods behind me. The most shocking part? She matched Lexi Howard's description. Morris recalls parking and exiting his vehicle to pursue the girl, as he'd seen her face on the news and in local papers. Morris is claiming he doesn't remember anything after this, and witnesses say he was shocked to find out that two months had passed when he was found. Do you have a section for local disappearances? Wanna take a breath? Do you? There's crime archive over where you were sitting. What? Jack knelt down to inspect what had fallen from the shelf. It appeared to be several pages of a book that had been ripped from the spine. The pages were old and folded on several of the corners. On the back of the section of pages was a faded illustration of a humanoid creature. Above it, a bolded title read, The Robokishi. This episode stars Alex Cooper as Jack, Rachel Johnson as the librarian, and Brennan Cherokee as the narrator and newscaster. It was written, directed, and assistant edited by Brennan Cherokee, with senior editing, sound design, and music by Antares. If you enjoyed our show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or your preferred podcasting app. If you would like to support those who volunteered their time to make this show possible and help offset the cost of production, you can donate to our Patreon at patreon.com slash atdldpod. Donating to our Patreon also gives you access to later episodes, talking heads from our actors, live Q&As, and much more. You can follow us on Instagram at allthedreadlongdaypod and like our Facebook page, All The Dreadlong Day Podcast. If you have a ghastly experience you would like to share, you can email us at allthedreadlongday at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of All the Dreadlong Days, The Legend of the Robokishi.